Welcome to the Lugnuts Podcast. It's what the Bible says. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to the podcast. This is episode 18 of the of What the Bible Says. I'm joined to my right by with Joe. Hello. To his right, Aiden. Hello. I'm going to skip Steve for this for a second. Also Nick. Hello. And Pastor Steve. Oh, okay. So here's the question. At what point in time do you quit going right? Cuz eventually you could go to my right, to my right, to my right, to my right. I, I did stop going right after Aiden. But what I was the biblical purpose for that? And how did you determine that? <laughs> we need the answers, Ken. I'm liking where this is going. This is what <laughs> the Ignore the topic said. today. <laughs> At what point in time do you go to the left instead of the right? Oh, our listeners. <laughs> poor, poor listeners. <laughs> you know, I guess next time I'll go left. And fly. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it into an interrogation. <laughs> I just want to say that uh, we have many. I talked during the week, and there's quite a few people that listen to uh, the podcast. And uh, <coughs> sorry, we're kind of like Notre Dame football. <laughs> you either love us or you hate us. All right, you either say because there are some who just don't do this. The let's just call it like it is. It's stupid guy humor. <laughs> what? It's just where we're at right now. You're right. You're right. It's just what it is, and. This mindless bantering that w- that goes on right now, they just go, nah, I'm not it. But there are others, and we're finding quite a crowd that go, you know what? You guys are all right. It's it's kind of a combo of a good Bible study and rather entertaining at the same time. And so, so for all our <laughs> uh, mindless uh, guys who like this uh, chatter, welcome. It's good to have you here. For all those other ladies who are listening right now. <laughs> Hang with us. Hang with <laughs> us. So, all right, here's the question. I always like to start with a question. When you're having a bad day, when things are hard, what or how do you find comfort? In what way? If you're having a hard day, and that could be individually, that could be people around you, whatever is effective in helping you to deal with um, a difficult situation because we're going to go to Job today. Job's kind of got a difficult situation on his hands. So I just want the, the lug nuts here to tell me what does it look like in your world? Not a right or wrong. Just what's it look like? And I'm not going to my right or my left. I go right down the middle, but there's nobody there. <laughs> soundboard. What is your thought? <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I said. There's a soundboard and a pair of glasses sitting there. just looking straight across from me. So, all right, so who wants to go? Uh, I won't say first. <laughs> I, you can uh, only see what's going on right now. We'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. Yeah, I, I, I need to take a picture of that. That's my counseling case. <laughs> I am going to say the way I always try and remember that when I'm going through a bad day, there's a purpose behind it, okay. and there's something that I can learn from it, whether that be on my end or how to deal with people and situations or, like you said, you're mad at your car, whatever the case is. Right. You know? it, whatever it is, there's a lesson to be learned from that. And I guess I try and remember that there's a purpose for what's going on. Okay. 
Who else? How do you deal with? Uh, and, and yeah, again, it doesn't have to be like some mind-bending, <laughs> horrible, you know, news. It could be just like your car. Did you guys see what happened to Lucas? Master? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. He stuck the landing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's okay. Yeah. Yes. He's okay. Yeah. So anyway, so so uh, I got three other guys who wants to play next. How do you deal with having a having a hard day, having a tough time? Well, I usually try and I don't always succeed at this. <laughs> but I usually try to remember that it's not about me. Okay. And, you know, I might be having a rough time, but that's not, it's not like that's the most important thing. Mm. So it's not about me. Right. Mm. Okay. Right. So Aiden, Kenneth, <laughs> either one. I'm usually the type that just pushes through and just says that's kind of how life can be and just get on to the next day. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, no problem. Kenny? I usually either try and communicate with people who I know mm-hmm. can help me through it via friends or whoever, or um, I just listen to music. Mm. Any kind of music, I just turn it on, and it's kind of a way to escape away. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Do you guys like having people come around you when you're um, hurting to help? Or just say, eh, I'll figure it out. Kenny, you kind of alluded to, yeah, people kind of reach out to people. I think it really depends on what it is because sometimes it can be helpful. Or, like, you know, there's some cases where you want to isolate, but it's not healthy to do that. Mm -hmm. You need, like, brotherly love or whatever. You need fellowship with other Christians. Sure. And sometimes it's just not a big deal, and you just deal with it. Sure. Okay. I would agree. All right. So today, uh, we're in Job chapter 2, and, um, uh, you know, if you have um, you know been um, in the Bible any length of time, you recognize that Job is a book that talks about, initially, tremendous suffering, uh, to the point of Job, who is this righteous guy, um, basically loses everything. And so uh, Job chapter 2, um, uh, chapter, chapter 2, verse 9, uh, it's interesting. They basically have just had everything in the world happen to him. And, uh, you know, I would think the person you might go to for a little comfort is your wife. And so who'd like to read verse 9 and 10? Anybody? Who'd like to play? I'll step up, because I don't typically step up. All right. <clears throat> Good man. Okay. His wife said to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. You speak as a foolish woman speaks, he told her. Should we accept only good from God and not adversity? Throughout all this, Job did not sin in what he said. All right. I, th- I always thought it was interesting that everybody gets wiped out except Job's wife. <laughs> <laughs> if all the people you would have thought would have been... Someone who could just come alongside and give him a little bit of comfort, a little bit of direction. And she basically says, are you kidding me? Are you, you're just going to hold on. Why don't you just curse God and just be done with it? And so how do you think Job felt at that point in time? It gives us a little bit of a hand here, but how do you think? Honestly, I think 
there would be a form of betrayal, okay. almost like your wife, like, <coughs> like you know your wife is holy, and then when one bad thing happens, like he says, then you just turn your back on God. And I think to him, and even I think if I were in that situation, I would feel slightly betrayed by someone who I thought could give me advice for the situation. Have you guys ever been someplace where we're going to kind of switch it and say whatever the situation was pretty devastating to a friend, a family member, and you just didn't know what to say? You ever been that? You ever been there before? Mm-hmm. It's just awkward. Because you know, what do we think we ought to be doing? Giving words of advice, comfort, right. whatever. But in my many years of pastoral ministry, what I have found in that situation is there's room for that on down the line. That person at that point in time probably needs what Job's three friends give him. All right, so let's take a look at Job. We're going to go on to his three friends. And verse 11 down through verse 13. And Joe already stepped up, so who'd (laughs) like to be the next one to read? I will go ahead and read. All right. Now when Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite, heard about all this adversity that had happened to him, each of them came from his home. They met together to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. When they looked from a distance, they could barely recognize him. They wept aloud, and each man tore his robe and threw dust into their hair and on his head. Then they sat on the ground with him seven, with seven, him seven days and nights, but no one spoke a word to him because they saw that his suffering was very intense. Okay, so now let's just be real practical here and say, what were some things and what are some things we can do if we unfortunately find ourselves in a situation that's really difficult and um, we have a friend who's really hurting. So let's just walk our way back through through the text right here. So the first thing says they heard about all the troubles that had come upon him. They set out from their homes and met together by agreement to do what? Sympathize. Yeah, no, go before that. What's the word before that? Starts with a G, ends with an O. <laughs> go. 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 Have you ever said this before to somebody who's really hurt? Hey, if 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 you need if you need a hand, just call me. Are they going to call you? Most likely, nope. yeah, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. now. I'm not saying you just barge into another person's life and say, "No, that was my best Superman." I've been working on that all week, by the that way. That's pretty sound good. Okay. Yeah, yeah are you going to record that one? Too? <laughs> you know, we don't we don't need sound effects if you're going to do that. <laughs> come in here and do it for us. Yeah. I don't okay. have to download anything now. It's just we got you. Yeah. So so I think that given the right opportunity, because they went in an agreement, is the idea that sometimes, even though a friend says, I'm okay, whatever, if you know that person well enough, you know what you just do? You just show up. Mm. You just mm. show you show up. And you try to be sympathetic, you know, to, you know, you try to be sympathetic to what's going on in their life, but you just go. Then the next thing they did was they sympathized with him and comforted him. What's the word sympathize mean? Oh, crap. I can never remember sympathize. Did you just say, oh, crap? I did. <laughs> <laughs> sympathy and empathy always confuse me. Is sympathy the one that's like you feel their feelings for, like with them? So if I remember right, empathy is an understanding of a feeling because you've experienced it or something similar. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is 
feeling for somebody even without having that experience. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And the whole idea here, though, is at that point in time, you somewhat try to enter into their world, and you try to say, you know, whatever I can do um, to help in that in that situation. So they went to him with the idea that whatever this guy's problem is, you know, we're going to try to help him. And it's interesting. It says when they went, when they went, and they saw him, they could hardly recognize the guy. And, and they didn't go up and say, dude, man, you look really bad. <laughs> what did they do? What did it do? It just broke them, didn't it? Yeah, it says they wept aloud, tore their robes, and sprinkled dust on their heads. What was that a symbol of? You guys have any idea what that, what's going on here? The weeping and tearing their clothes and sprinkling dust on their head? I actually don't. Yeah. Anybody? It's an intense sign of grief. It's an intense sign of mourning. It's an intense sign of I'm now identifying with you. It seems kind of odd for us in our culture, but but what they're basically were saying is 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 that when they saw him, it just went from gosh, we've heard about all the bad things. Let's go help him out. To oh my, there's another level of getting inv- involved, and and that had nothing to do with Job. It was just them as far as their hearts were concerned. And then uh, chapter, uh, verse 13, so they then sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. And what does that guys, what does that tell you? That's a week. That's a week. Very good. <laughs> but <laughs> top to a way to go. <laughs> but what right is, <laughs> what is the emphasis of seven days and seven nights? Don't get into the numerology here of seven, but what is just, what were they, what, what was the significance of that? They were always there for him. Yeah, they were there. You know, you know they were they were there in that culture. Obviously, they could go and stay with him. But what's a great way that our listeners can? How can we stay connected with another person who's really hurting? What do you just say to them? Spending. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And what's a way that you could stay connected with that person? Drop me a text anytime. I tell that to counselees all the time. I can't be with you 24-7, but if you're having a really bad day, what I want you to know is I'm here with you, and you could just say, call me, text me at any at any time. And I have people say, like, at 2 in the morning? Yeah, 2 in the morning, whatever that looks like. That's the whole idea here to the level of, of entering in and sympathizing and wanting to do that. So now they're going to go, and they're going to be with him. And it's interesting. Did anybody give him any words of wisdom? No. Nope. No, not at all. All right. And again, I think that's something that we can take away from that is many times when people are in intense suffering, um, they just really aren't looking for answers. They might be asking the why question, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times is there is there usually an immediate answer to the why question? No. Nope. No, there's not. And sometimes I tell people, even if you had the answer to the why question, it's would it help? No, it's probably not the one you want to hear. Right. You know, exactly. And isn't it interesting? Sometimes I think that maybe God protects us because if you really knew the answer to the why question, hmm. it might even make it worse. Yeah. You guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes. But why did this happen? Well, this is why it happened. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm kind of sorry I asked that, that, that question. And so all they did was sit and just say nothing. Now, that's awkward today, is it not? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it is because we are just such an information driven type of society and we feel like we need to give some answer or some 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 direction. And so these guys really did a good job of that was a bad pun on it, job and job. I did a take off on that. You guys all missed that by the way. It's okay. Okay. A good job of just sitting. Now, back several years ago, um, there was a daily bread. We put out the daily breads at our church, and it's just uh, uh, a devotional, short little devotional. And this happened to be August 17. I have no idea um, what year, um, but it was entitled Stevie's Medicine. <laughs> Stevie's Medicine, all right? And it says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Scrapes and bruises are a part of life for little children. It often seems that concrete has a magnetic attraction for the knees of little ones. So how do we salve those skinned-up injuries? My toddler-aged son Stevie demonstrated a good doctoring technique recently. I was sweeping the driveway when four-year-old Melissa came running past me. Before I could tell her, be careful, she lost her balance and down she went. As I was trying to console her and stop the flow of tears, Stevie ambled over, put his tiny arms as far as he could around Melissa, and started crying. He wasn't physically hurt, but seeing his big sister crying made him cry. It was the best medicine Melissa could have. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of what Job's friends did. Now, we're not going to go there today just for the sake of time. But Job's friends, they kind of go off the rail later on. Yeah, and they really end up doing, they, they really started out well. And they really did good. And so I guess this is just, you know, the kind of the call to action as far as our listeners and for us today. So Stevie's actions illustrate one of our caring responsibilities to fellow Christians who are hurting. We must feel enough of their pain to cause us to sorrow with them. We must listen to those who hurt so we can understand their agony. We must stay close to them so they can reach out to us in their time of need. We must offer help and hope, both spiritually and physically. We must hurt with them. All of us as Christians need to share in the pain of those who weep. Let's learn the importance of giving out Stevie's medicine. I just really, I really like that. And so uh, kind of the thought is compassion offers whatever is necessary to heal the hurt of, of others. Now, it doesn't mean the hurt goes away, but it just means that a lot of times people in the sense of just intense hurt and suffering uh, what has God just called us to do? Just go sit, put our arm around him, give him a hug, and say, hey, whatever that looks like. And I think that that's a whole nother podcast that, that speaks to why it's so important that we belong to a local church, have fellowship, and we're having that kind of, because I have a feeling that you four in here right now, um, if something really, really bad happened, you could call each other at 2 in the morning and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm hurting. I need I need some help, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't come and they don't tag into the local church. And when that time comes, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, "Pity the brother who falls down and doesn't have anybody to help him up." So I think there's another lesson here to be learned as well is that the importance of good friends. And I believe that's one of the areas that we try to encourage at, at Cornerstone is not only good sound biblical teaching but good relationship building because these kind of Stevie moments are going to 
happen. All right, mm -hmm. so that's uh, that's how we're going to end today. Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, any questions or comments around the room? Nope. nope. Good. Good stuff to have. So, all right. Well, hopefully that's just another tool that you can uh, put in your toolbox. Um, we hope you don't run into that situation as far as just having a, a friend. But, you know, and maybe it's not even a, a friend you've got. Maybe it's somebody else is dealing has a friend who's hurting. Just think about the fact that probably initially. Now, does there come a time where you've got to help people work through? Sure. But initially, um, just come up, hug them, love them, and uh, tell them that you're there for them. So, anyway, all right, well, that's it for uh, Nick, Kenny, Joe, Aiden, and I'm Pastor Steve. As always, <laughs> don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so, so do we. we. Talk to you later. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening. And remember, Jesus loves you. And so do we.